0: It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Fairly Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con.
1: I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see if my team wanna lost, if they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth, love. but if they won, keep tab. I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talkin' bout, yeah. they compress the analytic data with the hip hop, yeah. if you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lost, yeah, they
2: So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is not on assignment, or maybe he is on assignment, but I think we're going to be able to get him in. We'll see what we can do about that. And we should have another special guest to take us a deeper dive in the mid-majors. We give you a full circle of what that looks like, and then we'll talk about some games of the week. Uh, with that being said, welcome to episode 489 and counting to 500 of Inside the HBC Sports Live Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC Dash for all things HBC Sports. For institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC Sports culture, HBC Athletic Aesthetics, to facilitate the story of HBC Athletic programs and the business of HBC Sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cabell, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, and Charles Bishop. I'm filming from my home studios and sending a signal live to Wage 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University. With that being said, Charles, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing well, Doc, I'm doing well. We got a lot of uh, HBCU news sitting out there, so... I mean, uh, man, Then we got a big weekend of basketball coming up, so we'll jump into everything
2: here. So let's get into it. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. I did want to give a small shout-out. G. Boone brought it to my attention. I saw it clicking that way. We have reached 1,000 viewers on Inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and I just wanted to shout out all those that have got us to that level. still a little unique for us. we don't go live on our own channel we do it as a on demand and I did that purposely as we were trying to do that organically I wanted to see uh, as a test pilot and I'll do it you know as a study you know always trying to find a way to do research. Big up that side of uh, what I do professionally. So while uh, we go live, uh, as we do on BCSN, my JBN, if you would, we go live on Facebook that provides us a different framework and on other social media platforms. But now we have clips the 1K uh, subscribers on YouTube on demand framework uh, versus just going live and seeing what that looks like. So Big dynamic, big announcement when you think about how we did it, which is different from all the rest, which is what we say we want to be. But, again, it's good to be in the house and get in here. And let's go to you, Charles, in terms of some news today. What's on your mind?
3: Well, this is our news, and uh, we credit Reggie Flood. He dropped this news uh, this afternoon. Uh, as it looks as though uh, former Alcorn State uh, coach Fred Nair said to join Southern University
2: coaching staff, so
3: uh, big news coming out of uh, Baton Rouge
2: today. I hope it certainly works out. You know, we've talked a lot with McNair, a good guy, in so many different ways in terms of down the earth of how he treats the media folks that work with him and just folks that are fans of him and watched him literally as he played years through swag and seen him as assistant coach when the grind and getting the head coaching chance, but to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm like totally excited for him. Or a bit nervous. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there are a lot of fans that are in between. They're not sure to be excited for. Big him up, certainly. Uh, For those that are friends, colleagues, on that side, you are. But I'm sure there are a couple of folks out there that are a little bit concerned. Hmm. Or, um... well, Well discombobulated in some ways. Where are you coming from this side of
3: things? It brings up an interesting dilemma um, uh, in terms of what will his role be with the staff or whatever the case might be. Uh, uh, Willie Titan, uh, of course, was part of that staff uh, last year uh, in terms of uh, calling plays and things of that nature. So it'll be interesting to see you know, what the dynamic becomes down there. But you know, you talk about brain trust. Wow. you know, Titan and Fred Nair you know, two stalwarts of the 1980s uh, calling plays uh, or potentially, you know, in the mix in in terms of uh, calling plays down there at Southern, uh, Southern saying they're back in the football business. It's going to be very uh, interesting to see. This is going to be such a wide open uh, fall season. I mean, we saw the contract with uh, Grandma's head coach. I think it's what two with an option or something to that effect. Yeah. So that they are in win-now mode. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see uh, what we have uh, coming up this upcoming season.
2: Yeah, fascinating. Uh, you, you know, not a lot of returning quarterbacks, particularly those uh, that many people would, you know, clamor as, a, you know, a high-returning guys. So you have some that are in the mix, but people are still trying to figure out who they are who they might be. Various coaches have changed and updates so it's a lot of question marks. I'm not sure the last time I've seen a season that you come in with so many question marks from top to bottom, you know. Yeah. FAMU that won the championship last year, you know, changing of the guard. How is that going to play on them? Obviously, they have a lot of talent coming back, so they feel good about the talent, but like yeah. anything, until you get into it, you never know. Jackson State head coach. Uh, getting into second year, you have a couple of coaches going into their third year. So a lot of mix. We've talked about this a couple of weeks ago in terms of only one uh, head coach comes back when you did the expansion of the SWAC in 2021, just to give an example of how much new it is. So exactly right. Fascinating to see what it looks like. Uh, before you know it, we'll be in the spring football. Uh, with that being said, we had an HBCU Legacy Bowl career. Fair will offer hundreds of job opportunities for Sports Illustrated. I mean, this is coming from Sports Illustrated, I should say, uh, which is February the 22nd, that Thursday, as well as that Friday on the 23rd, noon to 5 on Thursday and 9 a.m. to 5 on Friday. We'll have students down there for Texas Southern University that will participate in this, get a chance to stay for the game and be a part of this. Fascinating to see what that looks like. So just kind of wanted to shout it out since we find a way to always talk a little bit about football. With that being said, are you still in your mode for baseball? Obviously, you got coming up Major League Baseball uh, coming up this week, Vero uh, Beach in terms of facility down there. Uh, some intriguing matchups. I also wanted to shout out the plug. You know, you had last week with softball, HBCU softball that took place. <clears throat> shout out to Howard that dominated that, scored over eight runs. Their closest matchup was a three-two matchup against Alabama State. But they beat the top teams in the SWAC, um, whether it was Alabama State. Uh, Pre-COVID, they won the championship, and then they won it afterwards. Last two years, it's been Prairie View. They got down with both of those. Uh, but this week, you have another one in Montgomery that will be uh, fascinating in a lot of ways to kind of watch to see how that goes. So I'm intrigued about what that might look like with those matchups. Uh, Friday, Saturday, you have Alabama a and Alabama State. Alcorn, FAMU, Grambling, Howard, which I'm fascinated to see, hmm. running again, Southern, and then you get D2, Tuskegee, SIAC in the mix, and Tennessee State. So a variety of teams. We saw A&T come in there last week um, that had a solid. We couldn't really push uh, that much uh, going on, but now you got softball again. So I'm liking these ideas of these classics kind of started off many years ago with Langston being able to bring programs out there to play in their tournament. Now you see some other tournaments popping off of uh, HBCUs a couple of years ago. Atlanta did this thing, and now you see Montgomery getting in the mix. So fascinating to see what that looks like. Any thoughts in terms of the matchups this week with softball? Charles?
3: I mean, those are very interesting matchups, especially uh, when you talk about uh, uh, Alabama State, Howard uh, playing – uh, in this tournament that, that that's, that's that's pretty exciting that's, you know it's it's kind of what we want to see when we start talking about uh wanting to see uh those top teams in various conferences play each other we started to see it in basketball we started to see it in baseball uh and, and, and now softball so it's always great to see that
2: good stuff good stuff i see we got mike to sneak in here i told the people you were coming everybody's waiting on you mike they, they were like, "Where's Mike?" I said, "He's coming. He's coming. He's not on assignment." How's it going, Mike?
4: <laughs> oh, it's, it's doing. It's going good, Doc. Uh, just settled in here. Uh, had to knock out a quick lecture, um, but uh, glad to be in the no, no, lab no, 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 tonight. No, no. With... You
2: said that real fast. Somebody is allowing you to be in front of their
4: class, Mike. Man, it's it's every fall and spring, man. They I don't know what it is they allow me to.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary thought no, seriously that's good stuff with the experience that you have out in the marketplace to bring an executive into uh the classroom to talk about the business chemical engineering environmental so get the professor. traditional clinical professor that's that's a big deal like charles get out there putting in that work man y'all bringing some intriguing components to the classroom where you're just not in the books like myself, you know. It's it's, it's important to have you all around.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, but I, I will sh- I will share a, a thought with you. There was a here on the yard, and uh, uh, there was a lady. Ph- I, it's Phyllis. Uh, I forget her last name. And she, yeah, said, I know Phyllis. You look familiar. She was like, "Are you on that show with that boy Charles and that boy uh, Doctor Bill?" <laughs> 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 she was like, "Well, you should have said that. She said, yeah. But I had to throw you him But y'all get instant recognition. I, I just, I'm not feeling the look.
2: All you have to do is show up, Mike. You get all- <laughs> off. <show up. laughs> <laughs> With that being said, yeah. I, I one of the interesting matchups we was talking about in the of a fan, uh, with the softball is <laughs> the Tennessee State finally get it back on uh, again okay. uh, in terms of this matchup, and, and softball side. So I'm intrigued about that. We haven't seen that matchup, usually, it's on the football side that used to get people excited. Now it's gonna get into some softball, and we'll see what that looks like. I'd like to see more of those matchups, but we say that all the time. But with that being said. As we get ready for our next break, I'm going to give all of you a chance to share some news. Any news that you want to share, Mike, before we get into a break?
4: No, I'll, I'll hit it after we come back from the break.
2: Oh, That's perfect. Charles, any last uh, news <coughs> that you want to share before we get in that break? I know you wanted to. Yeah,
3: real quick, and, and this comes to us from uh, HBCU uh, com. but uh, big news, uh Tennessee State basketball legend, Dick Barnett. You know, Dick Barnett, of course, played with the New York Knicks, but Barnett played at Tennessee State. Then then it was called Tennessee A&I from 1955 to he's 1959. Done. But he's been nominated for uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Of course, he played under legendary head coach John McClinnan. He led the Tigers to three consecutive NAIA championships, 1957, 1958, and 1959. They were the first... HBCU to win an integrated national title as well as the first program at any level to three-peat as national champion. So, Dick Barnett uh, filing and getting his just due in terms of becoming a finalist for the NBA Hall of Fame.
2: Yes, let's get it over the hump. Let's get in. Dick Barnett deserves to be in on multiple levels. Obviously, he won a championship with the New York Knicks. that talented team. They got it done. They had a couple of HBCU Star Wars on their team legends in terms of bringing that championship. And you hadn't seen it since in New York. Obviously, they've gotten close with a couple of finals. But uh, when you think about the historical nature, as time passed, it becomes even more important. So a lot of good stuff there in terms of the mix. So I'm glad you were able to put that in there. Shout out to uh, Raja Carew finishing third at Daytona Season Open. Uh, that's big news in terms of NASCAR. He finds a way to continue to be in the mix. And Hawks are doing their sixth annual HBCU night in Atlanta. Mike, you know, maybe we're going to have to find this reason to get to Atlanta to do HBCU night with the Hawks. I heard you can get your tickets pretty pretty good at these days. Maybe we get some floor seats. We'll let Charles get us some floor seats. I'm down. <laughs> So, with that, let's take our first break, come back on the other side, having a little too much fun here. We'll talk about the mid-major winnings top five. There's some changes in this one. Uh, uh, so, hold on to your hat. And let me know what you think. Yes, Mike? With that, we'll take our uh, first break. We'll come yeah, back evidently all we need
4: to do is, is toss around Charles' name, and we good. We are solid.
2: I told you that. I told you that. Now now Atlanta he's big, but you go to Jackson, oh he's other world. It's other world <laughs> Charles and Jackson, That's like wow. This is <laughs> they they treat it be real, mate. Nice, real. We try. Nice. we
3: try. We try. We try to take care of Doc once we get over to Jackson.
2: Oh yeah, Jackson, this it's for it's, it's for the people. That <laughs> <family>? <laughs> we'll be right back after this first break.
4: and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentJAX.
5: The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kev's voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse, intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K E A V E R S V O I C E dot com. Cover's voice, Cover's voice, Kev's voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Nope.
1: Nope. You want him?
5: Ooh, I like him.
3: The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker and each sheet is two times more
5: absorbent so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.
1: Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna laugh. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention, because he's gonna teach a lesson. Yes.
2: This is Dr. Will's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, the professors in the building. And we added A.D. Drew. He's the HBCU Sports Analyst, specializing more than others in terms of HBCU D2 Sports. Um, As he works with his camera, we're going to give him a timeout. I don't know if he's trying to moon us or what there, but, you know. <laughs> Talk about the Major League Baseball pants they got out there. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we'll let him get his camera straight. We'll get in there, get him back in the mix, and make sure that uh, we can get him in here as he's working on his sound, to bring into that mix. With that being said, we're going to get into the mid major division of the women's. As I said, we do have a new team in the top five. We'll see, we'll see what that looks like as we have AD Drew back here. Before we get into it, let me give my proper welcome. Welcome to the show today, AD. Good to have you back. How you doing?
6: Man, just another day in paradise, Dr. Gavir. Just another day in
2: paradise. Man, I like the way you live and speak. I know that's right. Just another day in paradise. Uh, Any day that we have a chance to continue to be among each other is a great day. With that being said, Let's get in the top five. We did have a team dropping out, as you see. Xavier, the Golden Nuggets, at 21-5, and 17-3. and They've stumbled over the last couple of weeks where they've had a loss. They have another loss among the two last week. And this week it finally bit them. They were able to kind of stay in the poll last week. They fell to five. But this week they fall out uh, as they fall to 21-5, and and 3 on the season. You still see them that in receiving votes, and they're just outside of the top five, if you would, along with Savannah State Tigers that are 17 5 and 13 4. Again, as Xavier out of the Red River Athletic Conference uh, and Savannah State out of the SIAC. Don't have these teams listed, but I wanted to give a little love to Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, 17 6, 13 4, playing some really good basketball outside of the top five, as well as fifths out of Tennessee the Bulldogs are mm. 7 14 and 2 as well as Philander Smith the Panthers are 21 and 6 14 and 3 playing solid uh, seeing if they can push Russ we'll see what that looks like but Philander Smith keep your eyes on them as they're playing some good basketball in the GCAC let's get into the top 5 which give us the chance to see the first team that is in the top 5 that jump in the top 5 We've quietly told you about the and Lions on the men's side. We've also whispered a little bit about the lady lines. Now it's time to speak a little louder as they have roared to a 21 and 5 record overall, 16 and 4 in the Sooner Athletic Conference with 49 points. They jumped in the top five as they were not ranked last week. At number four, you have none other than Miles Lady Golden Bears. They have quietly gotten to 20 wins they're 20 and 4 16 and 2 they've overtaken the kentucky state thoroughbreds remember they were the team that dropped kentucky state from the undefeated in conference play they did that and now they've surpassed them in that eastern division and they are rolling they move up a spot from five last week with 53 points moving us to number three virginia state lady trojans 21 and 4, 12 and 4. They had two big wins this past weekend. They are solid as they get ready to head into the CIAA tournament in Baltimore next week. They have 60 points and they move up a spot in week number seven. Bringing us to number two, Fayetteville State. The Lady Broncos are at 23 and 2, 16 and 1, three first place votes. They're in the Northern Division, so uh, they do have a win over the Virginia State Lady Trojans. Still should be fascinating to see. If these two teams can hold up the drama of a tournament and face off in a championship game as the two number one seeds, it looks like they should be, even though Virginia State um, is sitting in the two spot uh, in that CIAA Southern Division. I mean, Northern Division. We'll see what that looks like. But they remain number two this week uh, as with Fayetteville State. At number one, Russ Lady Bearcats, they are rolling. 24-3, 24-3, 16-1, which means Charles continues to smile, and the old Bishop household is doing well. great. <laughs> the Bearcats are top of the polls. They have no problem with me, no problem with Charles. We'll see what the rest of the team says with five first-place votes, 77 total points. They are rolling and remain number one. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see because the tournament for GCAC will be a tough one as usual. We'll see. Last year they had that scare; they got it done. But much like Langston, I'm interested to see as they don't get a bid in the NAI tournament, can they make a run? That's one of the questions we'll ask Ad Drew when we get to it. But with that being said, that's the top five in the mid-major division women's basketball poll rankings for week number seven. Let's go to Mike and see what he thinks about the top five.
4: So the the only problem I have, the only question I have is, where on earth do you put? Uh, you have Langston with their record, but you where is uh, Savannah? No, I'm I'm sorry, I I got it wrong. Or did Savannah State at, at at basically seventeen and five? You know, could they and and Miles at twenty and four? Could you make an argument with their records for them being ranked
2: higher? Yes, I think you could make an argument that they could rank higher. They've been in the mix. As we said, Xavier fell out, so they were in there. But when you talk about Savannah State Tigers, they're on a nice run. Um, I think they're a little behind Kentucky State and certainly Miles, uh, the lady golden bears. But I agree with you. I think you could make that argument getting the top five. With that being said, let me go to you, Charles, and get your thoughts on the top five. Let me talk a little bit about the Russ
3: Lady Bearcats, and that way I can eat good in my house. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about – What is it about <laughs> <laughs> I get to eat real well in my house. I can talk about the Russ Lady Bearcats, but uh, you talk about a program over the last five years. Uh, they're a step away from securing their fourth NAIA tournament appearance in, in five years four out of five years. You can't say enough about that. Uh, that program is definitely rolling. Uh When you take a look at some of the players uh, that got things going, Nia McGuire, she's a stat stuffer. Uh, you take a look at her stats, she uh, scores, rebounds, uh, one of the tops in assists for the Lady Bearcats. Uh, but it's, uh, from what I understand, from what I've been told, it is the point guard, Blessed Dillingham, uh, that is a staple of this Russ Lady Bearcat team, uh, gets everybody where they're supposed to be, and – They're in the midst of making a a great run. This is a phenomenal program.
2: Uh, I concur with them being number one. Go Lady Bearcats. I love it. Talking about your Lady Bearcats as we go to Drew and get his thoughts on the mid-major poll rankings, the Bearcats have won 11 straight, to your point. Their last loss was to that Flanders-Smith team, Mm -hmm. as I talk about, 77-68. But since then, they've been rolling, and that was their only loss in GCAC play. Uh 80 Drew, with that being said, what are your thoughts on the top five programs?
6: I, I like the top five, but as we get closer to tournament time, I always have to ask the question, who's the one? What do I mean by who's the one? Who is the one that's going to lose in the early rounds of their conference tournament? Somebody on your list, Dr. Cavill, it never fails. No right. matter how good of a uh, post, uh, regular season they have, there's that one team that they have trouble with that it seems like they get matched up with because of records in the postseason tournament. Who is going to be the one? I'm curious to see that. Talk about two teams that you don't have on, on this list. Kentucky State. They've got two of the top four scores in the SIAC. Grayson Kerr and Talia Dealworth. Is that more, is that impressive or is it more impressive that Savannah State has three of the top 11? Amari Hurd, Maya Bird, and Nyla Allen as far as scoring goes. Which one is more impressive
2: to you guys? Two of the top four or three of the top 11? I like two of the, if, in terms of more impressive scoring, I would say two of the top four. Two of the top four. In terms four. of the team, you probably like three of the top eleven because you're getting a little more spread out, and it's harder for a yeah. defense to potentially stop them. Great question.
6: Yeah. So that, like I said, that's what's going. That's what it's going to come down to. Batch up as far of as your overall, I, I, I was going to say I do think you maybe there's a good argument to flip flop Miles and Virginia State. That's,
2: that's the one thing Virginia State. I want to hear this. Yeah, I'm like, Charles, no. w- why would you flip them? I mean, you're right. They're right there in the, the schedule. You have miles. I bet you it's the conference record, 16 and 2 versus the 12 and 4. Because overall, they sit yeah. the same. I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, that, and, and
6: that was what I was looking at uh, the conference record. Uh, you know, you, you, we talk we splitting hairs as far as the level of competition because I think the top tier teams in the CIAA are just as good as the top tier teams in the in the SIAC. I like Miles because they play a little bit more defense, but that's just their style. It's no no disrespect to Virginia State; they're just a defensive first team. Who can put who can score some points. So, you know, like I say I'm splitting, i am splitting hairs, I'm putting something out there just for conversation piece when I say possibly flip those. But if but if you hear, hear the gun to my head, Dr. Gaville, I'll tell you, leave it alone.
2: I, I hear you. All three of those teams <laughs> are tough, though, to your point. I'm gonna ask Charles and then come back to you. I want to ask this question there. Um, uh, when you see Fayetteville State, Virginia State in terms of 23 and 2 and 21 and 4 two of those top five teams. You have Miles that just that moved up. But you have Savannah State and Kentucky State, as Mike talked about Savannah State. Where do you see the toughest on the women's side? The CIAA with Virginia State, Fayetteville State, or the SIAC with Miles, Savannah State, and Kentucky State. Charles, which way are you leaning? Well, see, that
3: was the question I was just about to ask. Where are we more likely to see the upset in the CIAA, in the SIC or even in the NAI, I'm I'm real curious about uh what AD's statement about you know one of these is going is going to catch it somewhere. But I'm just curious as to wh- what made you think in, in in that regard.
6: I've I've been following this for for too many years, Charles. It it, it happens. I mean, it, hell, it happens. It happens in the in the me. Look at what Texas Southern did last year. <laughs> you know. They call Alcorn. It was that perfect matchup. The one team that they faced in the first round that they knew they could go in there and beat. Uh, Charles, you asked me that question. What school do you go to? And what happened to your women's team last year? Last oh, year sure happened. That, there's, there's that matchup. There's that matchup that it, it has nothing to do with the team, but that one matchup always catches somebody before the finals. So if you had if you had to ask me because I've been to it and I've personally witnessed it, I'm going to say somewhere in the SIAC, it is definitely going to happen because I have witnessed it too many times <laughs> in the SIAC tournament, both on the men's and the the women's side. You know the CIAA for some reason CIAA you tend to get the the teams who you expect in the finals to be in the finals now the team. They may not win the finals, but you tend to get the the, uh, the two top teams in the in the CIAA more often than you than you do in the SIAC. SIAC, there's always some four seed or something like that in the finals. It j- it just never fails.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that 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 goes back years to eighty through. It'd be fascinating to kind of see what leads to that. But you're right. It's just something about the SIAC tournament that one of those and top I- seeds will get knocked off.
6: And I'll tell you what, one thing about the SAC tournament, because they take every team, all 14, 15 teams. That's a good point. Sometimes the length of the tournament and those double buys tend to catch up with somebody. Those teams that play early in the tournament and have to play that extra game or two, they tend to get get hot, get that momentum, and they go knock off one of those teams that's been sitting around to your thirst. It, it, It always happens.
2: Shout
3: out
2: hey, to you. always looking for the drama. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, we're talking about the drama. Wendy, shout out. I love it with the bear, bear cat footprints on there, showing love to those bear cats. I love it. With that, let's take our second Go break and come back on the other side. We're going to talk about it from a men's perspective. Look at the mid major division. We'll get these two gentlemen's perspective of what they think on week number seven for Dr. Ville's HBCU mid major division. Men's basketball pole ranking for this week. Stick with us. Be right back after this break.
5: If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple
0: Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak free and odor free comfort but the totally reinvented always altered this. This is always
1: like never before.
0: The Cuvay Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a Certified Constant Contact Specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine
6: teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an
0: on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere.
2: Our dynamic courses provide bite-size learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans
6: are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a
1: teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. You Compress the, yeah. the yeah. analytic yeah. data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know em, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to laugh yeah. and move we'll we'll So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention. So because he's going to teach I, he a he lesson. lesson. Yes.
2: This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into it. A couple of changes. Two teams drop out this weekend. The men's side is getting real interesting. As Tuskegee, excuse me, as Morehouse Maroon Tigers and Tougaloo Tornadoes, they both drop out 17 and 9, 14 and 5. Oh, and as, well as Tougaloo uh, drops out 21 and 5, 13 and 3, uh, as you see. Texas College Steers are getting votes 15 and 4, as well as the Tougaloo Tornadoes at 21 and 5, uh, 13 and 3 with 24 points. Let's get it. Into- every,
3: every, everybody in Jackson will jump on me. Tougaloo Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I make, and a little time, let's make that correction. Tougaloo Bulldogs. I got a text just now. I was like, oh, guys, Tougaloo Bulldogs.
2: <laughs> That's the Talladega Tornadoes and Tougaloo Bulldogs. Oh <laughs> uh, that correction. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of that update Appreciate it in terms of that At number 5 we have Xavier uh, The gold rush in the top 5 Dropping out I guess that's what happens When you drop out of the polls You get some mix up in your names But Charles makes sure that we continue To get the love from all the people out there Jumping in the top 5 this week Is Xavier the gold rush On the men's side 19 to 6, 15 and 4, 47 points They were not ranked As they jump into the poll rankings At number 4 this week Moving Xavier as they're in the Red River Athletic Conference, uh, battling for a championship there to see if they can get it done. Let's get into number four, Benedict Tigers sitting at 20 and 5, 14 and 5 in the conference play out of the SIAC with 58 points. Uh, they remain at number four. At number three, Clark Atlanta Panthers 21 and 4, 15 and 4 as they had a win and a loss. The big loss was to Miles. But they get the win over Morehouse this past weekend and sit at 64 points. Previous rank two, so they do drop a spot, which gives you a chance at number two for Miles Golden Bears. They jump all the way in the poll and they jump all the way up to number two at 19 and five, 14 and four. They make a major statement, two big wins, including a win over Clark Atlanta, as they bump them down uh, to show what they're about with 70 points. They jump into the poll all the way to number two. Number one should not surprise anybody. Langston Lions, two wins 25 and one, 19 and one, eight overall. One thing that I was intrigued about Langston Lions, number one team last week, and then I dropped a loss as Langston clinched, as you know, by now, Sooner Athletic, and they did that last week on Thursday. They've won three games since then in terms of what that looks like. But with that being said, is the NI top 25 pole rankings, they only do polls every two weeks Um, so it gives the number one team a chance to kind of fix themselves uh, much like you saw Langston when they lost a couple of weeks ago but remaining two. I'm intrigued next week when the poll comes out who will be number one in the NIA will it be Langston uh, finding a way to jump in that poll or they stay at number two but that being said the number one continue to be number one as they are rolling uh, in week number seven the mid-major poll rankings there I'm going to start with you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this week's top five on the men's side? Uh, and let me say it again, uh, two blue bulldogs and Talladega tornadoes. With that being said, top five, what are your thoughts?
3: Langston, uh, I, I agree with the top five. Langston has done what they need to do, 25-1, superbly impressive. The intriguing team to me, and I, and I come back to the SIAC, is Miles. And I know, AD, you had the opportunity to see them up close uh in, in terms of playing allen but uh they want seven in a row what is it about this miles team that really stands out
6: defense defense mm-hmm. and more defense charles mm-hmm. explain to me how you do not score for the first six minutes of a ball game give up 14 the first 14 points of a ball game and and send the game to overtime Hmm. By, locking it down. I mean, yeah. yeah Explain that to me. Oh, you know how you you know how you do that? When you come out in the second half and score the first 12 points of the second half, both them scoreless for the first eight minutes of the second half. Mm. That's how you can make it up. And that's and what next- I saw. T- that's what I saw Tuesday night. And, 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 I, and I've got the tape to prove it.
3: And another it's hostile all to sit
6: at the overtime. I was about to say another hostile atmosphere in Birmingham. Huh? Hey,
1: y'all,
6: y'all saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I I guess if, if if
4: I may add into that, it's not just that game. If you look at their last few games, they they're also number one in score margin, or yes. or margin. So they're allowing teams only sixty points per game. That's yes. that's number one. So that's over the course of so many games, twenty some odd games. Plus, their margin is 9.3. So, And you may say that's low if you look at some of the other major margins. But the only person that's ahead of them is Benedict. So their defense is clearly the star of the show.
6: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the the star of the show. And the thing about Miles, when you get them in Knox-Window Gymnasium, Mm you are talking about one of the most intimidating arena's in black college basketball, Charles. You've been there. That was
3: fun. That was fun. And,
6: and that, and fun. that was, you know, Lord Jesus, let it be a weeknight. <laughs> Did you say Lord Jesus? He's calling yeah. him. Did, <laughs> Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you
4: want all Holy Ghost, so it must be <laughs> so. <someone.
6: laughs> hey, let, 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 let it be a weeknight, bro. Give them an excuse. Greek night, uh 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 fried chicken night, whatever the excuse is. <laughs> Let them students come up in there and pack out that gym. Oh my god, man. All I'm going to say is, thank God when I was coaching at Tuskegee, we never played them over there.
2: Mm. Huh. Played them at Fairfield.
6: Yes, we played them in Fair Park because they uh at that point in time Fair the administration Park. wanted to get wanted to uh gate. And they you know. That that gym where they have it only holds a thousand and you would get probably close to three thousand for a Tuskegee Miles game.
2: Nice. Yeah, I bet you that was a nice environment as well. But it's something about being in that band box with a thousand folks squeezed in there, uh, excited about their team. With that being said, uh any final thoughts, Mike, on the top five concerns you have? Yeah.
4: No, the I guess the the one I don't if they pull them out is uh I think you have Clark Atlanta up there, right? Hmm. Yeah, yes. they, yep, they're number three, right? So yeah, and great. then I and then if you look at the you know statistics and look at their record, you know, can they make a push throughout the entire of the season? They started out, you know, man, Clark Atlanta's doing all this, leading the league and scoring and doing this, you know. Since then. You know, they've 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 kind of evened out a bit. So I'm just uh, just curious as to how they even out the season, you know, scoring 76 points a game, their defense has fluttered a little. So other than that, no problems with the poll whatsoever. Clark Atlanta was rolling
2: point. until they went down the miles. To yeah, AD <laughs> <point. They got laughs> exactly. That I, AD they could came pop- back on Saturday and had that battle in Morehouse and got the win yeah. to let you know pretty strong. So to your point, it's interesting. It's just dangerous, for lack of better words, in the SIEC in the uh, Eastern Division. You got Benedict, that was top 25 team. Yeah, Morehouse, that is solid. Clark Atlanta, and that doesn't even talk about Allen and some of the other teams. Edward Waters, which is a tough place to play. So, you're right. It's fascinating when you look at that. Charles, what did you want to add to that?
3: But Morehouse and Benedict have defeated Miles, I just just caught my eye there. So,
2: Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's just there. But this is a question I want to ask A.D. Drew about this. As we start to get prepared for the playoff team, it's obviously in regards to the SIC that they're pretty deep in the top. They don't play often a lot of non-conference games. You got a couple of big wins by Clark Atlanta early. Uh, you yeah. got a couple of big wins, particularly by Benedict. Obviously, one of those wins by Clark really doesn't measure because it was a D1 win. But with that being said, From what you can tell now, how many teams potentially can the SIEC get in the tournament? Particularly would it seem like the CIAA is down? I know you got your regions and all that at play, but for those that may not be as familiar with the D2 side of things versus what we see automatic bids for the Division One tournament, talk us a little bit through that process and what are your thoughts at this point?
6: Yeah. Uh, tournament winner would get an automatic bid uh, yep. and if i re- recall the gulf south and the sun sun coast yep. conference i believe is what it's called yes, or sir. the two other conferences that go into the uh into the region with the uh with the siac so basically you're talking five spots that're going to be available because th- uh, three of them are already gone due to the uh due to the automatic mm-hmm SIAC should get a minimum of two of those spots. If, if you get the, the right final four, mm. you may sneak a third team in there. But it. it would have to be, it would have to be Morehouse, Benedict, and Clark in the final four of the SIAC tournament. If any one of those teams suffers a early defeat their chances of getting in are probably going to be slim. I think Tuskegee last year was the exception with what happened to them. But they did have the fact that they won the regular season of the SIEC last year. So Miles has won the West. The East is still up for grabs. So if anybody could get in probably with an early loss, it's probably Miles because they are the West Division, uh, Western Division champions. Right now, that that East is so so much parity, and that East and those three teams are, are so close together. It's going to be it's going to be tough on whoever uh, is the first one out of those Eastern teams.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Good yep. stuff. It's going to be fascinating as we get in these tournaments to kind of see how things play off. Obviously, I have an eye on the NIA. Xavier looks like they're not locked um, on the men's side, but you have Texas colleges right there with them. In terms of what that looks like. Obviously, Langston is going to be in the mix. But when you get into GCAC, quietly, Philander Smith sitting at 18 and 7, 14 and 3. Tugaloo, uh, 21 and 5, 13 and 3. And then you have Talladega at 26 and, and 9 and 4. 80. Drew, what did you want to add to that mix on the NAIA side?
6: Watch that team down south. Florida Memorial. That that is team. They got a lot of D1 transfers on that team. That is going to be the team to watch in this in that sun conference. If they can get into the it AIAs, I think that particular team can make some noise in the uh in the NAIA, but they've got to get through that gauntlet called the Sun Conference. And there are a couple of good teams in this Sun Conference, which they are one of those uh Top, top three teams in that conference as far as talent goes.
2: Now that's a sneaky good point that you made there when you look at what they're doing down in Florida Memorial down, down south, as you like to say, I like that mix deep down there and there in the Florida. I want to also shout out a little bit to um, the Virgin Islands. Uh, on the men's side, they got a couple of big victories over the weekend. They were struggling for the longest, but they finally got over the hump and got some wins under their belts and, uh, as a program that's adding in the challenge they have uh, in trying to get it done. It looks like they've made some moves on this side. So I wanted to give them a little bit of credit, a little bit of shout out there in terms of Virginia. I mean, the Virgin Islands uh, in terms of GCAC play. You have another one well,
6: there, A.D. Drew? Go, go back to Division Two. One to look out for and uh, just because of how tough their conference is. Watch Lincoln of Missouri. Lincoln of Missouri, they play in arguably one of the just like they play in one of the toughest probably the toughest football conference they also play in one of the toughest basketball conferences on the uh, division
2: II. I certainly yeah. agree that's a tough basketball conference
6: up there and if they can if they can get on a run they're they're in the upper half of the conference if they get the right matchup to get on a the run they they can make some noise and possibly
2: uh sneak into the tournament and to your point, for those that are not realizing, Florida Memorial sits at 21-6 and six overall. the and 8-5 in the conference play that kind of puts them out there. But you're right. If they can spin it, get it going in the tournament, they're going to be a tough one. With that being said, uh, AD Drew, are you able to stick with us to talk a little bit about the Division One matchups as we get into our last segment for this week? Right, yeah. Drew, uh, come, come on now, Doc. You don't you know need me. Man. <laughs> I, 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 I love
6: I love being with the fellows. Oh, the only thing missing is 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 the cigar
2: and the brew. Uh, that's it. he showed right. Stick with us. We'll be right back after
5: break. Is that
4: it? That ain't all we drink, man. Don't don't, don't go G rated because we on TV. That ain't it.
5: You miss it. You know what you missing? Let's get to this I, next brown. We missing that brown. <laughs> I knew it. It's itchy. Squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean, get Charmin Ultra-Strong. Go get him! It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
0: At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407 494 1471. THamptonLaw.com. Nope.
1: Nope. Come
5: on, him. Ooh, I like him
6: quick the quicker picker-upper
0: bounty picks up messes quicker and each sheet is two times more absorbent so you can use
5: less he's an eight
4: he's a nine
0: bounty the quicker picker-upper
5: from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus Personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com
1: Professor Annalated Data with your hip hop if you know him like I know them, They gonna tell you if your team if they wanna loud yeah, about, we about. We So listen to Professor uh, Yes, sir, yes, and sir. pay attention because he's
2: gonna keep lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the h b c Sports Lab. Shout out to AD Drew. Well, told you we bring him in here as that um mid-major HBCU specialist. He can do it all levels, but particular doing it there. Shout out to Maya Buchanan uh, from Russ College. Charles, check this out. NAIA Player of the Week, the second one, in terms of her honors this week, so that's pretty bad. But I want to set up the call. Give A.D. Drew his flowers now in terms of uh, bringing it in here. If we can, uh, from our producer, go ahead and play that for us. 1.3
6: seconds remain in the ball game. You'll go to Bears by 3. In body of the ball will be true at Spencer. Ball comes in to Alvin Miles. Chase Ballard, over to Spencer. This shot,
1: it We are tied. 11, 10 out there with no time, not remaining.
6: Aldridge, jump shot, no good. Rebound, no good. We have free basketball in the Knots. Friend Jim, This is all, everybody. Let's talk about no crazy. <laughs> man, boy. Did
2: <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> you have his height, man? Man. Ooh, shout out, shout
4: out. Don't make me want to oh, scale yeah. a wall or something. I'm serious,
1: man.
6: <laughs> and, and Charles has been there. You don't realize how loud you are because you, you just have to talk loud on the mic just to hear yourself. Not realizing how loud you sound until I heard it. I was like, damn, was I shouting that loud? I, that <laughs> <exciting?"> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do nothing but laugh because
3: I, I, I know that feeling work where you got the hands on, but you don't realize how loud you are on the mic, because everybody <laughs> is behind
2: you. So. Behind you, yeah, and you hear all the ambient noise in the gym. <laughs> yeah, and Your n- natural inclination is to get loud with them, because you think people can't hear you. Uh, but yes. with that being said, it was an incredible I call. Did. First of all, you get a big-time play, uh, and I love the fact that you let the action speak for itself. So you let the play kind of play out, and then try to guess what was taking place, and you just announced the action. So Great job there. Let's get into some of this D1 talk and big plays this weekend. Uh, on the men's side, we have a couple of matchups going on now. We'll give you these updates, if you would. Um, hopefully, we talked about this matchup between Stony Brook and a and Well, the men are playing now. Uh, obviously, different total matchup with the men 14-3, just 7-20. and 20, But hopefully, the women can do a little better than that because right now, the men of AT are getting drilled 64 to 38. Uh, you have Hampton that are in a halftime matchup with Campbell at 31, 33 31, leading at half. Can they hold up and get another win on this season and get it done? And you have Tennessee State that is uh, with the women's side. They're falling, they're uh, behind, if you would, EIU 56 to 60. So the men will obviously come up and play later uh, in the coastal. Men play on Thursday, women on uh, Friday. The same thing with Saturday-Sunday type of matchup. So just give you an update there. Intrigued about a couple of key matchups as we get into it. Charles touched on it a little bit this past week, but I want to get take a deeper dive with all of y'all since the have you and see what are some of your big games, uh, what's your thoughts, what kind of started out, shivery with the women's side, um, getting into the MEAC in terms of what that looks like, set you up. Uh, In terms of some overall record, Norfolk State has been solid in terms of last week getting some big key wins uh, with some other tough losses. They're in a relatively solid position. They're at eight and one conference race with North Carolina Central Eagles. It's probably a surprise some things. You know, we talked about some of the surprises in the SWAT with FAMU playing solid on the women's side, first year coach. Also, with Grambling really overachieving in a lot of people's head, was well, Central. The Eagles down there are playing some really good basketball from that perspective. They're two games back at 6-3 and three tied with Coppin State, uh, as well as Howard Bison. It really doesn't surprise anybody in terms of what the women's are doing to Bison. Uh, but three-way tie for second. So some key uh, games that will come up this week. Saturday, first set of games, Morgan and Howard. Delaware State at South Carolina State. South Carolina State is struggling with just one win on the season. Maryland Eastern Shore at North Carolina Central. Norfolk State taking on Coburn State, but they go on the road to get it done to see if they can get it done, I should say. On Monday, you have Delaware State at North Carolina Central. Maryland Eastern Shore at South Carolina State. Norfolk State at Morgan State, Coburn State, and Howard. For the sake of time, we won't break them all down, but I want to go to each one of you and pick out one game out of the series this weekend that you have your eyes on and why. I'll start with you, Mike. What game in the MIAC has your focus this weekend uh, as you kind of look at the overall theme of things?
4: So I got to look at, what is it, one one and three, one and four? Uh, Is it Norfolk State Um, going against, um, uh, is it Coppin Coppin. State? Yeah. Yeah, Coppin State. So I, I, I think that one intrigues me. number one, I think Doc because you mentioned it, they're on the road, but I'm then looking at statistics and defense allowed you know that could be a game that gets very very uh, you know I don't say you know defensive. Norfolk State's allowing 54 points a game. they're scoring 68 so they're number one they're number one in margin. Uh, Coppin State is not so good. Uh, however, they're only allowing 60 points per game. So, you know, you wonder on a good night at home, can Coppin State kind of push the issue there with Norfolk State, um, you know, from at least from a defensive standpoint. The only part is, you know, Coppin State's offense has fluttered at times. Um, they're only scoring 56, 55 points a game, uh, whereas Norfolk State is outscoring them. But, you know, their defense has shown up on a few nights. So that game – that one, one versus three or four, that one intrigues me most.
2: Charles, what do you say about those matches? What sticks out to you? What do you keep your eyes on?
3: I'm probably going to agree with Mike. Uh, Norfolk State and Coppin State. I mean, uh, Norfolk State only beat them by eight at home. Uh, now they go on the road to take on Coppin State. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Norfolk State team that is uh, one in the top 25. Uh, latest mid-major poll. I think number seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. Jackson State sitting right in front of them at sixteen. But uh,
2: that that one
3: is probably the one that intrigues me the most.
2: Eddie Drew, what direction are you going with the MEAC for the women matchups?
6: Uh, I t- I tend to agree with Howard, uh, Howard and copy State, but let's uh, let's look at Norfolk and Morgan. I I I think. You know, Norfolk folks sitting at the top being chased. They used they used to, to be in there, but this is that time of year where sometimes complacency may come in as, as they have they have a lead in the conference. So I'm just curious to see if they can continue the ship and make the right strides towards the tournament.
2: I think another one that's interesting. While I agree with you, that's a focal point, but also on Monday you have the copping at Howard. And obviously for seeding purposes, particularly if Coppin can't get it done against Norfolk State, the one that you pointed out, then this game becomes even more important for Coppin to try to figure out if they can get one. So great points. Let's look at some of these key SWAC matchups on the women's side. I think I know where you're going here, but just for the sake of uh, breaking it down, you have Jackson State at Alcorn. Uh, It's a rivalry matchup. Uh, Jackson State sees if they can continue with their undefeated season. Uh, you have Alabama State at FAMU, in there are a game, I should say before I go, that Jackson State is two-a-game for at a least a share of the regular season championship. But a loss by Gremlin means they can do it this weekend. So it'll be interesting. Talking about Gremlin, they go to Baton Rouge to take on Southern, another rivalry matchup. Uh, fascinating with those two teams at the top of the conference uh, behind Jackson State. So interesting to see what that looks at. You have Alabama State at FAMU. Uh, which means you have Alabama A&M at Bethune-Cookman, and you have Prairie at Pine Bluff. Uh, obviously, we've seen the dust-up with Pine Bluff. How do they rebound? What does it mean for that matchup? It is a home game, uh, so it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. And then you have Texas Southern and Valley. Obviously, it flips on Monday, so I won't call those matchups out. But starting with you, Charles, which direction are you going for key matchup uh, this weekend that you want to keep your eyes on? I think you touched on, it. I think the
3: one that I'm paying most uh, attention to this weekend uh, is Prairie View and, and Texas Southern uh, Saturday, Monday, uh, respectively, going to UAPB. Uh, we saw turmoil on their bench that, you know, that's just not normal. And that thing can that, that can get off the rails uh, real quick. So I'm really curious as to see what Prairie View and Texas Southern can do this weekend. Uh a golden opportunity for both teams to go two and zero and sort of get themselves back into the uh and at least get into that that uh eight seed uh in terms of getting to the, the swag
2: tournament. I think you probably said it the way you you broke that down. Just not normal. You're right. Uh with that being said, Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of a key matchup for you this weekend? Yeah for, for me, I I don't know if it's key.
4: I think it'll be interesting because yes. I'm I'm leaving I'm leaving Jackson State alone. They the big dog. They eating the beef, of chicken. They thirteen and zero. Nobody's messing with their plate. Then it's everybody else. You know it. The, and the next, the next little dog that's getting close to the table is Grandma Wait, State. Mama,
3: Do you want your cornbread?
4: <laughs> so exactly. So so Grandma State sitting at ten and three. An interesting ten and three. They have uh, they have Southern. Who I think they beat the brakes off of earlier this year, but they got them at Southern now. Southern's number four, so that number two four matchup, you know, is Southern gonna make a run and say, hey, you know, we're nine and four, we're one of the two teams of nine and four, we're you know, you know, we're tied with Pine Bluff, or is Jack grandma State gonna make the state the emphatic statement and say, no, we big dog number two, we get the next big piece of chicken. So that's you know. That's right. Statistically, it will, you would have Grambling. They're outscoring them. They're out defending them. But I don't know. Something can happen at the end of the season, you know, where Southern at home, ha, you know, pulls out a game out of their derriere and plays well. So that game intrigues me.
2: Gentlemen, I would hate to go to Mike's family reunions because it sounds like he <laughs> put all the women there. It can get really interesting in terms of these things. <laughs> it sounds like you know the big dog if you would using that vernacular on the plate nobody's asking jackson stay for their cornbread with that being said hey, <laughs> which direction are you which direction are you going in terms of this match in this matchup which one did you look in at it?
6: well it's kind of interesting doc you know especially this time you end of February first of March you start to wonder how many uh, teams where they break the huddle or talk or saying one, two, three spring break. You know, if it was in the league, we say one, two, three cancun, <laughs> but it's one, two, three, spring break. <laughs>
2: Charles looked uh, like we pointed the direction about <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but There's but, but that the
5: guy. one team
6: the one team I want to focus on is Alabama and m as they play both of the uh, the Florida teams uh, on, over this weekend. You know, they could be a flip where Alabama and m could wind up behind both of the Florida teams if they do not do what they're supposed to do and take care of business this weekend against the uh, against the Florida teams. And the question, speaking of the Florida teams. Uh, can anybody slow down Ariana Grizzle from
3: Florida AM University?
4: Yeah, I hope she She's a Swag leading scorer. She is. Yeah, leading scorer. It's about like and two it, points. It ain't even close. She just south of 20 points per game. Ain't nobody
6: close. Yeah. I think next person is 16 8 or something like that. 16, yeah, yeah. Nine. Uh, or yeah. What's, like her what's her
4: name? What's the name from Prime Buff? And then you actually got Prairie View sitting at number three at about 16. So uh, the next three players are around 16 points a game. She's right just under 20. You might We're going to call it a cool 20 point points per game. So nobody's been able to stop her really. <laughs> Look
3: at Florida yeah. ADL trying to play a little basketball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Charles, I'm, with, that's hey, Charles, I'm is like,
6: that ain't, that the... ain't that okay. cute? Ain't <laughs> that cute? Fam, you sitting right now where they sit at, in the standings, is that not the shocker of – Squat women's basketball this year, especially considering how late they hired their coach. And yeah, uh, they hired I the coach the week before school started. She, they, didn't, they she a lot. didn't recruit anybody, she brought you one player with her. Done a lot yeah, I,
2: I think in a lot of that. ways, you certainly got to look at uh, with FAMU in terms of what they did. Um, but there's a lot of room to make an argument for Gramlin. I don't yeah. think people thought much about yeah. Gramlin, but I wouldn't fault either one. If somebody said FAMU or said Gramlin, I'm not getting mad because I think you can go in either direction. You're right. Those two teams have uh, outkicked the coverage, as they say, in regards to succeeding on what they did in the season. So great point there. Let's go to the men's side. We'll make this pretty quick. I think it's obvious all the eyes are going to be in Baton Rouge and Southern in terms of this matchup, um, in terms of your first place. But if you had the jet and you were able to get to another game, or as Charles liked to talk about those Monday Uh, Trap games let down whatever manic Monday as you talk about maybe there's a game on Monday that you keep your eyes on I'm gonna go with you first Charles Uh, outside of the Saturday matchup with Grambling and Southern where are you going to keep your eyes on in terms of these SWAT games
3: Texas Southern at UAPB, uh, yep. UAPB a little bit uh, up and down in terms of uh, their basketball team this season, but they did beat Texas Southern uh, earlier in the season, but this is a huge weekend for Texas Southern men's basketball team. They got an opportunity to go 2-0, Valley uh, UAPB, and it can gain on whomever wins this Southern grandma uh, in terms of getting that push, and I think I turn to you. Monday night with that win over Southern. I said, that's the Texas Southern team nobody wants to see because once those guards get to coming downhill and getting in the lane, they create all sorts of havoc. They open the court up, and when Texas Southern is knocking down some threes and playing the defense that they are, in tournament time, it becomes a Texas Southern invitation.
2: Everybody be looking at that uh, yeah. uh, eight-man corner over there with Charles, and you did turn and said it. <laughs> And I said my amen. (laughs) (laughs) With that that being said, uh, I agree with you, Charles. But, Mike, what direction are you going? It sounded like you said yes, you're agreeing with it. You stick, yeah, that, that.
4: that, yeah, and I agree with it because, uh, it's gonna depend on which UAPB you get. I mean, UAPB, despite where they are, they still lead in the league and score in 80 points a game but they can't see, seem to defend a gnat from taking your, uh, your bottom fries. Bottom of the league. Bottom of the league. So which which UAPB team you get, and I also agree, history says that TSU has a knack of being that X factor at the end of the year. For whatever reason, they seem to sneak up on folks. So to me, that game is very interesting. I want to see which Pine blood team, we're gonna get the one that's leading the swag or the, the one that's at the bottom in defense and allowing that lead the swag. Yeah, the one that's leading the swag and all the way.
0: I, I yeah, told, exactly. uh,
2: I'm concerned about Mike and his family reunions. Now he's bringing up gnats. I understand people be uh, having a problem with gnats, but he said the fact that they're gonna get your fried. I don't know what size Nats he's talking about, but I'm a little concerned when the Nats stop bothering you, but they actually start taking your fries. Man, so not the- I'm not gonna go there. Eddie, Drew, uh, what are you what is your game outside of that Gramlin Southern game? What are you looking
6: at? Actually, I, I, I want to focus on the team and what they need to handle this weekend, and as you guys is all the model, that's Prairie View A and m You know, mm-hmm. this is the, the, the SWAC basketball tournament is not called the Texas Open for, for without a reason, you know. Yeah. Usually one of those two teams, Prairie View or or Texas Southern usually make some noise in the SWAC tournament. I mean, what, like five of the last six years, six of the last seven years, yep. one of those two teams has, has yep. won the doggone mid-side of the tournament? That's right. Now, preview, they've got one team they need to beat and one team they should beat and damn sure better beat them. They got, they got UAPB on Saturday. Saturday, they need Saturday. to beat UAPB because that's a team immediately ahead of them in the stand. If you, if you get that game against UAPB, please do not slip up and lose to winless Valley. Valley yeah. is the game you <laughs> cannot afford to lose if you're perview and you're trying to and you're trying to get into that eight slot. I'm sorry. It, it, I can't say it any any plain. One you need to handle to control your business, the other one. I, just just don't just don't slip up on, on, on those manic Mondays, as we like to call them.
2: I'ma go off of that. I like both all of y'all picks, but I'm gonna go <laughs> to Mississippi. I told you they treated me well down there, so I'm gonna stick with it. You got Jackson State on the road at all for the Braves. Both teams sit at eight and five, and they have a puncher's chance out of their first place. Certainly the win of this game's put themselves uh, in position to be in the top four. Both of them have won four straight games and playing some really good basketball after um, Jackson stated out, Jackson State started out well but went into a swoon and Alcorn kind of got there early. But now both of them are saying, hello, we're back in the picture. So this one's a big one in regards to the seating and the standing. So I'm going to go off the grid and go in that direction. The last one we're going to look at is in the MEAC, uh, which is just uh, looking wild in terms of just how deep the teams are Norfolk State um, got the benefit of a call, not to say it was wrong, but just the benefit of the call when you look at the game against South Carolina State or as Drew talked about many years ago on the football side of the thing in terms of "miakish" is the term he kind of coined. It's come back again now on men's basketball. Norfolk state did get the win to their credit and they sit at the top in really good position now sitting at seven and two, but you have five teams that are just two games back going down the stretch. That's Morgan state bears sitting at five and four South Carolina state Bulldogs sitting at five and four North Carolina central that had two tough losses that have meant they have lost three straight are sitting at five and four and Howard is kind of rebounded and got back in the business, sit at five and four, even though they lost their last game. And all of a sudden, Delaware State, that you we told you was strong, they figured out how to win again, and they've won two straight, and they sit at five and four. So, again, you have five teams in the mix, so you can go in any direction. So I'll just announce it real quick. More in at Howard, Maryland at Central, Delaware State at South Carolina State, Norfolk at Coppin, and then on Monday – to make things even more interesting is Maryland needs and short South Carolina state, Delaware state and North Carolina central Norfolk and Morgan state, cop state of Howard. I dare you to go to any direction because I won't argue with you because I'm going to say it's correct. With that being said, just tell me which one you're going to keep your eyes on. And I'll say, okay, Mike, what are you looking at this weekend?
4: Man, it's, it's gotten confusing there, but, <laughs> i am serious it's gotten confusing but uh i'm a, i'm a, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with uh see, you you not know, you don't you don't even got you know i'm gonna look at who delaware state is playing because i look at where we said that they were end up and they have central coming up um so that should be interesting They're, uh so i I'll, I'll go i'll go delaware state and they have central coming up to me, that's going to be interesting if you look at what Delaware State because I remember three or four weeks ago Delaware State was at the bottom and everybody was asking what's up with Delaware State. Uh, the, ever since then, you know they've lost a few, but now I, I'll go with them against Central and I think that's Central. Monday, I
2: believe. Monday, yeah, it is a Monday matchup on the road for Delaware State. Boy, you talking about hurting some feelings yeah. uh, in uh, for uh, Central the Eagles down there, move to stadium. With that being uh Jim, I should say Charles. What direction are you going?
3: I'm following Delaware State wherever they go this weekend. Right. Uh, they go to South Carolina State. Like, weird stuff is happening down there at South Carolina State. Resurgent <laughs> basketball program. And then they got Central on Monday. So I'm following Delaware State wherever they go this weekend. That's where my eyes will be.
2: I guess Charles has got into the family reunion party. He said, Watch out for the opponents over there. Make sure you stay in your backyard.
6: AD Drew. I'm going with the Biakish thing, and that'll be Delaware State's travel partner. That's going to be Maryland Eastern Shore uh, this weekend. And the reason I'm going with that is they're only two games behind all that glutton of mess that you just talked about, Dr. DeVille. Right. So if they went wind up picking those two games, now they're back in the mix, and you got everybody butt-copping. Would have shot win it at that point. So <laughs> let's go with the Biakish
2: thing and go with Marilyn East Shaw. Good stuff, good stuff. That'll do it for us today. Thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. You got your HBC basketball mix. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyattaville, the dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Vill's inside the HBC Sports Lab. With Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, check out AD Drew Bryan and AD on Sports Rap this Sunday, as they'll give you some highlights and get in the mix and give you your updates. Obviously, ONG Strikes On every Wednesday as well. Keep your eyes on that. Dr. Kenyatta on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's DR K N Y A T And uh, inside the HBC Sports Lab, one on X, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, inside the HBC Sports Lab. Again, thank you for all those to help us in terms of our on-demand YouTube reaching 1K uh, obviously did it differently, not in terms of the live. So it took us a while to get there, but I purposely wanted to see how they look and how we take. With that being said, Dream Big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Letcher. Drew, this, missed.
4: Why you got to do all special stuff like that? <laughs> why you got to? We, why you got to go all?
6: <laughs> all right, dismissed. <laughs>